Good evening and welcome to uh, Sky Blue Fans uh, TV. Um, for an England pod special, we've got a couple of good quality guests on tonight, uh, along with our regulars, uh, Mark and Miles. Uh, we've got CJ. Good evening, CJ. Good evening. And we've got Dave, Percival and uh, and Linda, I believe, yes? Hi, guys. Linda. Hello, yeah. Linda. Hi. You're all right. Enjoying the sunshine out in the garden. Um, we're loving, we're loving it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't get much, much of it, mate. So let's enjoy. Uh, yes. That's right. What a great. Um, now we're going to chat about England. We're going to, I'm going to start chat a little bit about commentary in a minute because I know you follow football all over all over the world, basically. Uh, and then we'll go on to the England uh, uh, debacle, if you want to call it that, at the moment. Uh, we're going on to that. Um, Let's start with you, CJ, about Cov. Uh, obviously, great season, fantastic season last year. Um, do you think we can? How do you think we can do this year? Do you think improve, providing we keep hold of the players? I think we need to keep hold of some key players. If we manage to do that, then I can see us uh, doing very well again. Probably pushing on. Um, hopefully, aiming for the playoffs again. And at the end of the day, if we just fall short at the end. We've gone a couple of games closer to the playoffs, if you get what I mean. If we're yeah. still in, if we're still in the fight, maybe two games to go rather than four. It's progression, isn't it? And the yeah. season after, we can push on from that. Um, I think the players. It's important. The, the what the three. I think we need to keep. I don't know whether it's a popular view. I don't know, but the three we need to keep above everything is. I, I personally think is Hyam, Sheaf, Gokeres. That's fine. And Hamer would be fantastic to keep, and so would O'Hare. But if they can, if if we can pull in twenty, I'd love to keep them. But if we can mm. pull in twenty million for those two, I mean, you know, you can you could buy you could buy in theory, um, you know, fifteen Hamers for what we paid for him in that price. So you, you you never know. I think we seem to be pretty good more often than not getting bargains in. So hopefully, um, hopefully we keep. You know, we keep everybody and we bring a couple of extras in. But if we um, if we have to sell a couple, they're the three I think we need to keep. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we we're probably expecting to lose at least one. I mean, so far so good, we haven't lost any. But you never know, do you? And a lot, as we know from previous seasons, transfers happen sort of at the last minute, don't they? Yeah. And sometimes we never have a chance to replace them. That's the problem we got. Yeah. I'm sure Robbins will have plans. You know, pre-plans and scenarios. If that that just happened, um, I'm pretty yeah. confident. You know, that, that's probably going to keep keep them at the moment. I am, but if I if I was going to going to push me on one, I'm going to probably go. I'd say probably Hamer. Um, that's probably the more most expensive one, isn't it? Probably out of all of them. And Maybe yeah. overseas. Yeah, possibly. I mean, as long as as long as you don't let them go and. Uh, the only other thing we bring in is a Chinese takeaway. That's that's the main thing, you know. That'd <laughs> yeah. be a bonus, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I mean, I, I trust Robbie. I mean, his recruitment's been very good, hasn't it, for the last 
uh, over the last few seasons. So he's he's brought in quality players, and uh, most of the players that he has brought in have, have been have done well for us, haven't they, over the over the season? Um, yeah. So yeah, that's good. I mean, Dave, same for you. Do you th- how do you think yep. we can uh, do next year? I'm under the same consensus as CJ. To be fair, we. We've got to keep the spider of the team, haven't we? We've got to try and keep the, the top three players. Whether that's possible, who knows what's going to happen with those three. You know, look, yeah. if a silly offer comes in, it's got to be an interesting one, isn't it, to see whether they they, they bow to the pressure of the money. Yeah. Um, but like 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 Dave Body said, it's not all it's not all about the football club when when a when a club comes in for a player. You've got to you've got to take the interest of the player at heart as well. So if they come in with big money and somebody says to Haymar, "We'll pay you, I don't know, fifteen grand a week," mm. he's going to be interested, isn't he? Oh, so man. it's no use. It's no use as a football club then saying we, we we're, we're going to keep you come what may, because the player might say, "You know what? I want to I want to go." Um, you've got to trust in you've got to trust in the in the in the project that Robbins is doing. And hope that we can keep these players because they are big players. Um, I've just been looking through. I've just been looking through the, the, the squad as a whole. You you want to keep. You want to keep. I. You want to keep O'Hare. You want to keep Yokeris. You want to keep Hamar. That that is the the wheel that is Coventry City, isn't it? We get yeah. big players. Success brings clubs looking at your best players. Do you know what I mean? And those three players have come to the forefront this season, haven't they? Um, so they're obviously in the shot window. Jokeris scored again the other night in yeah. a 3-2 defeat for Sweden. So he's he's put himself in the in the shot window a little bit more with those goals, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But we've just got to hope. We've just got to hope that the, the transfer window stays as, as quiet as it is at the minute. Yeah. Disappointed to lose Clark's older, Um, because I think it could have been a, a good piece in the jigsaw. But mm. looking at looking at our back, look at our back line, you got your Fazzy, you got Dom, you got Rosie. Dabo, if he's fit, he's going to be in there, isn't he? Um, yeah. Left sided, we look a bit frail. I think we need to probably get somebody in left wing or left wing back or or, or a, a recognised fullback because mm. you know Bidwell Bidwell looks okay in the three, doesn't he? At the back, if you stick him out down on the left hand side as a left back or a wing back, he doesn't look so good mm. for me. So that's another position we've got to we've got to look at um, improving. I would think. The two yeah. goalkeepers, I want two goalkeepers. I wouldn't touch them because no, they're going to be fighting. Because yeah. they're going to be fighting again next year. You know, Wilson, Simon Moore. I would go with the one in the set possession if the same if he's offering the same in pre-season. But others might have a different view on that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but I, 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 we all know. I money just talks think, at the end of the day, doesn't it? Money talks. I should have doubt. We have shadow of doubt, and if they get a silly offer. You know, that's good for the football club and for the player. Then obviously it's it's going to happen, is it? Mm. I'm hoping I'm hoping we can keep all three, just for one more season. But you, look, you know, you know that players come and go. Football yeah. clubs will, will always sell. You know, and and that's the way the football industry runs. For these lads, it, it it's a job. It doesn't it doesn't matter how committed you are to a football club as as the love of the fans, the love of the football club, the love of the manager that you're working for. It's a job, so if they get offered loads more money somewhere else, they're they're gonna they're gonna be gone, aren't they? Surely, without a doubt. Because that's, yeah. that's what we do in a job. Course, Somebody coming course. off with a lot more money. Yeah, of course we would. I mean, anybody who's got to look after the family, 
a short career and uh, a lot of fans don't realise, you know, that they're very fickle fans, don't we, as we know. And no, you, just... look, you, look, you, look, you look at the internet, you look at Twitter today, and, you yeah. know, some fans some fans in meltdown because Clark's old has gone to QPR, you know. Yeah. Everything well, fell into place. Everything's fell into place for the kid. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, yeah. more money, don't have to leave London. London's work nice, with the yeah. coaches work with. CJ mm. said it all, you know, earlier on about Clark's older. You know, yeah. he's going to work with a coach he, he knows well. He's yeah. got to move out. He's not going to move out of London. You know, he's yeah. going to be on probably more money. The only disappointing part of it for me, keeper are no bigger than us, are they really? Seriously. No, they're not. No. And I don't believe, you know, you know, they might have a little, probably a little bit bigger budget than us. I don't know. But we'll certainly be on a par with them now. Well, well that's right. I mean, I think the key game... thing is, the key thing is there for me, yeah, they might not be bigger, but they're not smaller. So yeah. that's right. Be, that's right. If it, at the end of the day, if, if he moved for the same amount of money for a club that was five minutes drive up the road, then that's different. But he's moved to a club that's down the road from where he's grown up with, uh, from where he's grown up. He's, um, as you said, he don't have to move. He's got, he's, he's going to be earning probably more money. And I mean, I know they finished one place above us, but let's be honest, you know, that's just the, the, the game against them. We could have beaten them, and then it would have meant that we finished above them. So yeah. you know, it, it's exactly. neither here nor there, really. When you, you know, we're where we finished. I think it was two points difference or three points difference or something. So yeah. you know, in terms of league league position, yeah, they're one place above, but they're pretty much the same. But but it's it's more about when you get to that sort of level, it's more about location and money when it comes to when it comes to your career. So if he's in a bit, if he, if he if he's where he wants to be, and he's earning a bit more money, then happy days for him. And yeah, right. I, I, you know, I hope he does well. I, I was, I, I wasn't necessarily like desperate to keep him. To be honest, I, I, I wasn't. I, I think we could do a bit better. Um, but I mean, he's got good attributes. He's got, he's got some poor attributes. But even so, I wouldn't have been against signing him. Um, mm. But either way, but I hope. You know, hopefully we're, we're going to be better for it, and he's he's going to be better for it, for it financially and for his family and everything. So, yeah, I, I think so. I think Robbins will have um, more irons in the fire, if you like. I think he'll have um, his recruitment team team normally work quite well, and uh, they've been doing their homework, I presume. But that's a scenario if it's happened, which it has. I'm sure he'll have a replacement lined up, and uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, anyway, look, we'll move on. We'll move on. We're talking. England. Uh, you, do, do you want any, yeah. anything, Miles, about Cov? Or you, I know what your views about Cov. <laughs> Miles? Uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, with CJ and Dave about um, uh, Jake Clark Salter, I think that, uh, you know, QPR aren't a bigger club than us. They're probably sort of same sort of size. But because of where they are in London, they can probably afford the, uh, the higher wage mm. because of the way their pricing tickets are. Is absolutely ridiculous because when we went down there last season, I think them and Fulham were the most expensive all season. Yeah. And um, when you're charging those sort of those sort of prices in the Championship, you can afford to spend probably 25 grand a week or 20 grand a week on a player who's yeah. a free transfer and probably offer him another 25 or 30 grand signing on fee. So yeah. you know there's a, you know that that settles him in, and we probably could have offered him a quite a bit of money and uh, but for what he's getting if he came to us 
for less money, would he want to up sticks? He's, he's got a short career. He's probably 30 to 40 games behind his age group within within the championship or within football. Uh, and I, I believe that he would have fitted in lovely. I, I, I quite like the guy. I thought he was... We looked so more balanced at the back, having a left footer on the left-hand side of the, the back three. I just felt that we, we looked so much more comfortable there. Yeah, he had a stinker against Luton. But it's like, you know, if you're going to be offered that money, you're going to stay down there. And He's got a short career. He's been injury-prone. So his career could end next season. You don't know, do you? No, so it, it probably would have been a gamble having him because he was out, I think it was twice this season with injury. Um, yeah. So it could have been a gamble. So let QPR take the gamble, pay him 20-odd grand a week or whatever, and let them worry about it now. And let's move on, find some yeah. of a gem like we did with Matson and everything else. And uh, I'm sure we will. And, you know, we'll forget about Jake Clark Salter by, by the time the first game comes or by the time pre-season finishes. So, yeah, let, let's move on and... You know, let's go and find some of a gem that fit in there and want to wear the shirt because obviously yeah. his heart weren't in it, was it? No, that's probably I probably do agree with what you're saying there, Mal. Uh, Mark, did you want to add something? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think I think I kind of echoed a couple of the views of CJ, Dave, Miles. I think uh, you know, it's not about loyalty to football club is it is say in a job and you know if I'm in a job and someone's come up to me and offering me five, ten more grand and it, 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 it fits in with fits in with me, I, I would move 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 on as well. So got no no blame attached to Jake Clark's also. I think the bigger priority for us though is the left back situation. We just don't have anyone and that's the that's the biggest worry. But yes it would have been nice to have to have signed um Clark's also but if I look at our left back obviously Matson might be playing for us this season. We've got Josh Reeve from the 23s, who I don't imagine will be going against the first team. I've not, I've not seen a lot of him, to be honest, to really make a based opinion on him, to be fair. But that's an area of massive concern for me. Um, I think the second area I would say is, um, I know we've been linked with the guy from um, Bristol City, and I'm, the name escapes me, which is, which is very bad of me. But I think we Casey do need another, another... Yeah, Casey Palmer, thanks, thanks, David. Yeah, so I think that's another area we could look at is... Another number 10, because it gives Robin's options in that attack. You know, it might be games, you might play one up front or with, with the two kind of supporting um, sort of number 10s. Or we could play two up front with the one supporting number 10 in O'Hare. And I think that gives O'Hare a bit of support. So I think that's, that's a key area. But for me, left back is, is a big problem area for us. And it, there's a part of me that thinks, would it be, make sense to sell a Hamer? And although a lot of people would say no to that, but would it would it make more sense to set a Hamer so we can then buy and strengthen other areas of the field of play? Because I think midfield is, is pretty good. Uh, you've also, um, you know, I think there's quite a lot of options there. So I just think that's that's a big, big bigger concern for me. Yes, it's disappointing we didn't get Clark Salter, but I, I, I think that I'm sure Robbins and, and Chris Badlam and, and, and the whole scouting team will have um, options, um, other players lined up. So we'll just have to watch this space, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say I'm sure I'm I'm pretty confident uh, that such placements lined up. I'm sure we will, and uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll find out who they are, and I'm sure they'll um, be good additions, as most of them have been so far. So um, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on from Coventry. We'll move on to England, shall we? Um, 
from good to bad. <laughs> I'll start with you, CJ. Now, a question: You've been all around the world. What, 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 what would you say your best and most memorable England to date? And uh, what, what country you visited? Because you've been to quite a few, haven't you? Get is that game? Did you say game? Yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. over the year. Um, I mean, but there's a few really that stick in my mind. Like, I mean. The, the the month in Russia was was something good, you know. There was a lot lot went on there that I, I remember for a long, long, long time. A lot of like yeah. antidotes and stories to tell from that one. Um, I mean, there was a lot of moments there, like the, the penalty shootout win, the you know um, be, be, beating Sweden, like we did to get into the semi final, and, and then knowing we were there in the last weekend of the tournament, you have the third place playoff there. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing. Um, but then going going into other games, things like the uh, the three two in Berlin, mm. that was that was special. That was, um, I mean, uh, I mean Eric Dyer scored the winner there, and I mean I love that man. I absolutely love. I adore that guy. I'd put him in the team now. I'll be honest, yeah, he's had a great he's had a great um, season, and uh, for Spurs, he's looked really good. And I think he would have been an ideal replacement for. Phillips the other night because he looked like he was running in treacle from a kickoff, so um, he just weren't weren't up to it really, he just weren't fit. So, um, and so I mean he that that's an ideal that that for me that was a brilliant trip that was so I love Berlin as a city and, the, and then another one is like um, probably one up there probably the first time we went to Slovenia in what 2015. That yeah. was an unreal trip. Really good. It was like 35 degrees or something. Ljubljana's yeah. lovely city. Fantastic place to go. And um, Jack Wilshire scored two unbelievable goals from like um, pretty much the same spot. Um, interesting ground because it's like underground actually. I think the the roof is like at waist height, so you walk down into it. Okay. Um, but like I said, there's a lot. There was a lot to like about that trip. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot to like. There's nothing to not like. So um, that would probably be up there for me. Though those really, those games yeah. and trips. Yeah. So, so out of all the countries you've been to, would I suppose them countries would be your favourites? Would you, would the one be stand out? I mean, um, well, oddly, of, yeah, go on. <laughs> oddly, one of the one of my favourites. Well, two of my favourites would be two that you just wouldn't visit now, which would be Ukraine and and Russia. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't really fancy going from one to the other. Um, but um, you know, that'd be a bit that'd be a bit weird looking. You know, with that passport stamp and, yeah. um, and trying to explain yourself. But the um, yeah, I mean, Russia Russia was fantastic. Like I think it was six different cities, seven stadiums. Yeah. I think we spent about 140 hours on trains um, going crisscrossing across the country, um, yeah. and then Ukraine was again it was probably yeah, probably 20 odd hours on the train there, just seeing the different parts of the city, that sort of the country really, and then two really good lovely cities in Donetsk and uh, and Kiev, but it's not the sort of place I'd want to take anybody there now. So um, no. Yeah, yeah. It, really, it really saddens me to be honest to, to see what's going on there in in Ukraine because the people were fantastic, lovely people, and two brilliant cities. And it's what it, I mean that um, the Donbass in Donetsk—that's one of my favourite like new stadiums. Yeah. Um, 
it's really nice. But that got shelled in 2014. They they bombed it during the you know during the um, the first invasion there. So yeah, yeah. So but yeah. So that that's what I'd say on that. Places to go and the cities and the mm-hmm. games. Very very sad, isn't it, at the moment? What's happening over there? Very sad. Big time, there. yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if you've been there and you know what the people and to see all the uh, TV pictures as we're doing now. It is yeah. very, very sad. Um, Dave, how about you? What was your most memorable uh, trip? Um, probably Berlin. The first that was the first England game I went to, actually, as, a, as an away travel club member. Because yeah. um, I've been I've been travelling away sort of when I can from 2011, but I haven't missed a home game since the same time. So yeah, yeah probably. The first one's probably memorable because obviously two that two nil down in Berlin, um, and then we get that late goal with Eric Dyer, that superb header. Um, mm-hmm. We come away from there three two. I mean, even at two nil down, you just think, how were we two nil down? Because I thought we played quite well. Um, well, Butland um, bust his ankle, didn't he, just before the second that's goal? That's the one. That, yeah. that, that's the one. That's the one. About twenty yards out, thirty yards out. That, or something. That's Roy. Yeah, yeah, it was Muller. Yeah. Thomas Muller, wasn't it? Um, I think so, yeah, I think it was. I yeah, think it was, it was Thomas Muller. But um, yeah, Germany, Germany away is always a good trip, you know. Dusseldorf, mm-hmm. uh, Dortmund, we lost one nil. Lucas Podolski, can you remember that, TJ? Yeah, it's his that testimonial. It's his testimonial was around, a worldie. Yeah, edge he's of the box, walking around the stadium now, waving at the crowd. He, he was walking, <laughs> he did, then, honestly, he walked then, around, and, I think he did five laps of the stadium before he went correct, down the tunnel. Correct, And then... Um, yeah. The Ali the Allianz Arena last week, pretty awesome. But it's like it's like cardiac hell, isn't it, trying to get to the away end. All in Newcastle. Like, oh my, yeah, apart from Newcastle, yeah. But it was like yeah, it was it was um, it was a magnificent stadium though. And Munich was great, considering all the hype about, you know, trouble and that. There weren't that there weren't that much. It was pretty good humour to be fair. The police the police just stood back. Unlike unlike France in 2016, when they just went on the offensive, didn't they, big time? Yeah. Um, best game for me. Best game for me, probably Wales in Lons. Um, <laughs> the, the storage, the storage limbs. You've never seen limbs like it in a stadium, have you? At the where the goal's gone in so late. We've seen them at City, haven't we? But yeah. When that one went in, it was fantastic. Um, but like you say, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a. Uh, uh, a regular away like CJ is. I mean, I admire the lad. He's, he, he does some great trips. Um, lovely thing about England, as we found out the last few games, it's not always about the football. It's about the people that you meet. Um, and, you, and you strike up relationships for, for, for life. The friends for life. You might not see them like for three, four, six months even. But then when you do get together, it's always a special time. Yeah. You know, so I think that's, I think that's a highlight. Sometimes of England, we've watched we've watched the performances over the last two or three weeks. Not been great, to be fair, have they? Um, but every, everybody seems to be every, everybody seems to be panicking. You, you, they just seem to be panicking, and you just you look at Facebook, England supporters groups in meltdown. Mm. No panic, just keep calm. You know we're in the same we're in the same predicament as Italy. You know they went twenty. 29 games unbeaten and the last seven or eight games they've only won probably once beat by the Argentine 
continuing 3 0 at Wembley. Totally outclassed. Um, they were poor five, there. Really five in Germany. Five in Germany the other night. Poor against England, to be fair. All they wanted to do against England at Wolverhampton was counter attack. Every time we got the ball, they got 11 behind the ball. And that's boring to watch, isn't it? At the best yeah. of times. Yeah. Um, so the French as well. The French are in the same predicament. They're bottom of the group. Can't win a game. So, yeah. look, everybody's panicking. Sit down, breathe. We, we, we go again. Okay, we're not happy with the performances. People pay great money to watch these games. It's not it's not all about travel club members and paying 20 quid a game. Some of them people that were sitting in that stadium the other night probably paid 50, 60 quid to watch the game. Um, and, and, and all this, I, I've heard CJ's interview with Sky about the tiredness of the players. I get it. I get it. It's been a long, hard season. But seriously, these are professional players. You know, you've got non-league players. Get up at six o'clock in the morning, go to work, do a shift, go training, go to work, come and play a, go and play a game at the end of the day. And these lads are playing mm. mega, mega money. And, and the fact of the matter is that they're like, they're going on, oh, well, Nations League, it shouldn't be played in June. Seriously, if we weren't, we weren't playing in Qatar in November, December, we'd be playing a World Cup tournament now. Yeah. Would they be tired for that? Would they be yeah. tired for that? That's the question you have to ask. Would they be tired then? I don't think they would be. So no. they're, they're using it as an excuse, tiredness, tiredness, tiredness. But there's every nation across Europe that have played the same number of games. And they're not coming up with the excuse that we're tired. The French, French ain't calling for their manager's head. The Italians mm. ain't calling for their manager's head. But suddenly, Gareth Southgate, public enemy number one, some England fans. You know what I mean? He's got us to a semi-final and a final. Okay, if we'd have been a bit braver in both of them, we'd have probably won them both. But yeah. it, we we are where we are where we are. People need to sit down, take a deep breath, wait for yeah. September to come, get out the Nations League if we have to. You know, it, it is what it is. You know, if we go down to Group B, so be it. The most yeah. important part is the World Cup. If we fail at the World Cup miserably then judge Southgate, then look at an option of getting rid of him. I don't know what CJ's view is on that, apart from what I heard on Sky. But seriously, some of these England fans need to get their heads a wobble, mate, because they're, they're some of them are quite embarrassing. I, I was going to CJ, I mean, what, what are your views on Southgate at the moment? I, 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 think, I, think, I, think, at, I think at the moment he's very negative. Yeah. I, I personally love the guy. I, I think he's... He's, he's a lovely bloke. Um, we went to the we went to an FA event at the Best Scott, and this was it before the World Cup in 2018. And he, he the, the staff at the Best Scott had to kick him out because he was wait. It was I think the event was meant to live, finish at like 10, and he was there. He was there at half 11 talking to the fans. You know they had to they had to turf him out. Lovely yeah. guy, you know, really is. Um, but I, I think. I think too much emphasis is put on what he did at Middlesbrough because that's a long time ago. Um, I think a long, long, long time ago that was. Um, and international football is completely different to to to, um, to club football. You look at the last few um, the winners of tournaments like Italy. You know, you, you know, go, going back further, France. They're probably the anonymity. That they're probably slightly different to the others. Before that, um, Germany were. Efficient. Um, before that, you had Spain, Spain, Spain. If you want to watch the most dull um, 
kind of like boring football, so to speak, with a few with a few flicks added in. It's that Spain team who win one nil most games. I think they scored eight goals in when they won the World Cup in 2010. I think it was. So um, yeah, I think that's I think that's all they scored. So and then going back further than that, you you go all the way back to Greece and. You know, you've got Portugal winning the Euros. Typically, Southgate style does well in a tournament, and we've had two tournaments, and we've done well. And although, although, yeah, I say, oh yeah, we beat Sweden, but who did Sweden beat earlier on in the group? At the end of the day, they were there. Um, Denmark. Who? Mm. Did, what did Denmark have to do to get to the semi-final? Under all that adversity of what they had to go go through um, with their first game, they got there. And the point is, other teams didn't. So that's that. That's the way I see it. Yeah, we. I'd love to. Honestly, I'd love to go out and be like we were against Spain in Seville, where the first the first half an hour where we he's completely destroyed them. I'd love to do that every single game, but it just. We, I think we'd lose more than we'd win by doing that. Um, but I, I think the way how we the way out works suits international football. It really does. And every so often we're going to come unstuck by doing it. And, mm. you know, at the end of the day, the last few games, we've learned a few things. We've learned that Pickford's almost certainly our number one. And I'll say Maguire, you've got to play Maguire. Forget about what he does for Man United. I, I don't care. He, he's never, he very rarely let us down. Yeah, he seems to be yeah. a different player for England than he is for Man United, doesn't he? Different coach, different yeah. coach, different system might just suit. Yeah. And so we, you know, I do think, despite the last few games and being in, you know, watching that and thinking, what on earth is going on? Particularly the other day, I'm thinking, I think we're in a good. We're, we're, we could be in a better place, but we could be in a lot worse place. We could be in it. We could be with Italy, for example, not going to the tournament. You know, yeah. um, that's how that, that's how I see it. Yeah. I mean, the, the most important thing to, the thing to remember is before these last four games, we we just gone. What is it? Twenty-two unbeaten. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, nobody, nobody says we're a bad side. Then it's just the no. fact that we, we've come off, we've come off twenty-two unbeaten, and we've just lost twice to Hungary. That's what yeah. the issue is with Gareth Southgate. Yeah. They they don't think well. We've drew with the Germans on their own backyard. First half, I don't think we were particularly good, but second half, I thought we improved a little bit, and I think we deserved something out of the game. The Italian game was just a non-event. I mean, I was I was nodding off to sleep. It was that bad, but mm. they but they don't want the Italians didn't want to play, did they? They just wanted to get eleven behind the ball. But Hungary, fair play to Hungary the other night. They come out and had a real go, and they you know you, you look at the I come out I left at three 0 It's very unlike me to leave before the end of the game. But the three goals we conceded up to me leaving, they're all balls across our box. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like they, they were soft goals to give away. And he's just like, give, took, give Bungie a bit of credit. Yeah, and they took um, them. Correct, they, they did, them, correct. Before yeah, him, England before, never took them. Before, um, before, I think Mark wants to speak, before I hand over to him, what I would say is, at the end of the day, um, somebody put it right on Talksport last night. They said uh, Liverpool lost seven-two, you know, to Villa. And the same day, I think didn't Man United get absolutely annihilated by Spurs? I think it was. So you know, yeah. these results happen every so often. Man City lost to Norwich, you know, at the start of 
you know, whenever, whichever promotion, whichever one season they had in the, you know, in the, in the, um, in the Prem before they got relegated out of it. But um, we lost, we lost six two to the Oval. You know, yeah. nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody really wanted Robin sacked at that point. We wanted, uh, you know, we, we lost. We, uh, who else did we? We, we lost five 0 at Luton, and it yeah. weren't brilliant. It weren't pretty. Uh, yeah. Um. So at the end of the day, I'm, 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 I'm fully behind South. I'm fully behind Southgate on, on it until we get to the Euros. Every so often, bad results happen, and they just mm. do. They happen to every team. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same opinion as well. I think I think the problem with with England teams in the past is when we get a couple of bad results, the media are, are straight, you know, get get rid of the manager. It's just that kind of mentality, unfortunately. Which I think, and personally, I think he's probably one of our, I mean, statistically, one of our best managers since you know Alf Ramsey, you know, going back 1966 and what he's achieved. Um, question I'll go to you, CJ, is. Do you feel this, this this group of players is like the most exciting group of players, even more exciting than the so-called golden generation in, in the Sven sort of Sven era, or or have you seen better England teams? Best England team, I think, was what I call my first England team, which but that's the best I've seen, uh, well, the best I can think of, and we, we've seen we saw a lot of them during lockdown because at the end of the day they replayed the whole tournament. It's '96. And I think it's it's subjective because I think that the players we had then were better than what we've got now. I think they were better than the, the golden generation, so to speak. Um, and um, I, I would say that 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 tournament, you look at what we did, we were rubbish against Switzerland. You watch that game back, we were rubbish. Yeah. We were yeah. rubbish against Scotland. And then yeah. Gaza did yeah. what he needed to do. Um, if McAllister had scored that penalty down the other end, which nine's out of ten, nine times out of ten, if he weren't against David Seaman, who was one of the best keepers in the world at the time, he would have scored it. So it, Gaza wouldn't have done that what he did, and we pro- we may not have gone out and destroyed Holland after. But I mean, the Holland aside from the Holland game, it, we were pretty turgid, weren't we? That whole tournament. Yet mm. we're lord. They were lauded as some kind of brilliant. You know, it was still thought, oh, how brilliant it was to get the country together and stuff. We had to rely on penalties to beat Spain, who weren't brilliant. And then we were in the semi-final. Now we've got to win two games to get to the semi-final in the, you know, in in the knockouts. So it's slightly different. Effectively, getting through to the final of the of the tournament, that's the first time. Well, the, uh, sorry, the third the third place game. The last two tournaments we've played seven games in each tournament. First time we've ever done it. So you know that that's. That's that's the way I see it when it comes to teams. And I was actually sat with, um, I was sat on a plane on the way back from an away game. I can't remember where we were get, where we were coming back from. And I was sat next to Rio Ferdinand, and he he said he said to me, I would if I if I could coach one group of players. This is in 2017. Said if I could coach one group of players, if you could give me a 10 year contract. I would sign it now to coach this group of players because of all those all those young young lads coming through with the under 17s and the 19s and the 20s under 21s this time and the current crop he said I'd love to coach this, these players give me 10 years and see what I could do uh, you know he said I'm not a manager or a coach but I would I'd get the passion out of them and so on and he said this is better than anything we had in the golden generation uh, you know and and I said, I said, be honest, Rio. If you were, if you weren't playing in the Golden Generation, would you say that '96 team was better than yours? And he said, it probably was. 
So, you know, because for every Rio, we had a Tony Adams, you know, do, yeah. do you know what I mean? So um, we had, well, I think David James was in goal, wasn't he? But we had David Seaman back then. So, you know, you look at it that way. And we had Alan Shearer up front, sharing them, you know. But that's that, that's that's how I see on on that with the golden generation. So big, brilliant team, fantastic group of players. But that's it. They were, well, they weren't even a fantastic group of players. They were a, a collection of players that weren't a group. Yeah. And I think that was the problem. And Sven, great great manager, you know, loved loved the guy, but he just couldn't get them together. And I think if Southgate was the manager then, he may have got us a bit. I'm almost certain we would have got we would have got past Brazil that time. So, yeah, that'd be the same for you, Dave. Yeah, this group, this group of players are good to watch when when he when he knows what he's going to play. I mean, you look at you look at the you look at the, the the group as a whole. A lot of young kids in there. Yeah, got a lot of experience already playing Premier League football, but he needs mm. to get the shackles off some of them. I, th- I think they're being pl- told to play a certain way mm. that they're not used to playing with their clubs. You know, was it was it Guardiola was going on about Grealish? You know, Grealish is probably one of our most attack-minded players that we've got in that group, isn't it? You, yeah. you need him to be on fire. You need him to give him a license to thrill, because when he when he does thrill, he thrills, doesn't he? He's a good player. Oh, you got you got we, you got Harry. You, yeah. you got Harry Kane. Is he is he is he is he playing as a striker? Because most of the time the other day he was coming back to the halfway line to come and get the ball. Is he a striker? Where, where's he playing at the moment? Is he a striker? The thing, is, the thing is, Dave, on that, on those two points, would you, Kane, the best performance I've seen in, I've, I've seen it of him in an England shirt was in Seville, where he, I think who scored.com gave him like 9.3 out of 10 or something. He got two assists and he didn't score. And he's he's the best part of his game. I still maintain now. I've seen him seen him play a lot, and he drops is when he drops back, and he allows the other players to come in. But what he does do sometimes, and what he needed to do the last few games, which maybe he was as tired as Phillips, I don't know. But what he need what he needed to do was what he's done in the past, where he drops back, he plays in Sterling, plays in Foden, plays in Grealish, plays in whoever. But ultimately, if he looks around and thinks, I'm captain, I'm going to take this grand of the scrub and that because they're, they're, it's, not, it's just not working for them today. So I'm just going to drive forward Correct. myself and I'm going to get myself in that position and they can feed me. And that, that's what he hasn't done the last few games. But That's right. That's right. That's what he hasn't done. But he, we, look, we, certainly it's gave Gareth loads to think about, hasn't it? With, with tinkering yeah, about with the, different, with the different players. That is one positive of it. It's the fact that it's giving food for thought going forward. What is my best starting eleven? Who do I leave at home when we go to a World Cup? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I've got back to Maguire. You know, they all keep slamming Maguire. When Maguire played for England, never lets us down. Seriously, he don't. You know, Ever. Pickford, when he plays for England, he's a different keeper than he, what he is. He has been with Everton because he's got people in front of him that he can trust. Yeah. Again, you know, Miles has got his hand up, so I'll just mention it because he, he, he didn't like what I said earlier, but um, so I'll mention it before he gets. But I can't, he's um, his screen's blank at the moment, so I can't see his face, but I'd like to see it at the yeah. moment when I'm saying it. But um, he's in the garden somewhere, Miles, Miles, come in. There you go. When I mean, is. when it comes, when it comes, I used to use say the man again, Dyer, yeah, he 
he he's somebody again. I'd I would have in that squad just simply because of he's never let England down. You, I'm thinking about all the brilliant moments we've had. The what the goal against Russia, where we're thinking, what on earth are you doing? Taking why are you standing over the ball? And he slams it in from 25 yards or something. And then then a bit like uh, in fact before that that goal against in Berlin, then. We've won, th- uh, we've won three penalty shootouts in our history. Yeah, he scored the winning penalty in two of them in consecutive years, 2018, 2019. He scored the winning penalty in both, and best of all, that tackle on Ramos in the three-two. If he hadn't have done that, oh, yeah. we would not have gone three. That set the t- that set the tone for the game, and that's that's what what Dave was saying was right about Maguire. Uh, what I said about Pickford, similar sort of lines. Even when he's, even when he's basically being a donut or a polo with a massive hole in the middle of him for 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 Everton. At the end of the day, he was he was brilliant for England, and I think that's what Southgate looks at. He looks at these players have been brilliant for me. They've been brilliant in my system, and they're what I want. And what you one final thing before we uh, before I let Miles loose on me with regards to my opinion. Um, <laughs> Dave, what you're saying about Grealish, I think sometimes too much emphasis is that, oh, he's come on, change the game in 20 minutes. If he changed the game with 20 minutes to go, why not keep him for the next game to Correct. bring him on with 20 minutes to go? And the game, why do you think, God, he was brilliant with 20 minutes? Yeah, that's because he's put. What? There is nobody better. There's not many players out there that are in a better place than him that I think, right, okay. Who do we want to bring off the bench now? They've got tired legs. It's nil-nil, or we're one-nil down, or we're one-nil up. It's one-one. We need, we, you know, we could do with a goal. We've got Grealish on the bench. They're, the players are knackered. The, you know, the, the, the opposition players are knackered. They're going to bring Grealish. We're going to bring Grealish on, and instantly they're going to go, "Oh my god!" And that's that. You know, just because a player plays so well when they come off the bench, by all means, try him from the start, but. Maybe using like that every game. Um, I think uh, Eddie Jones calls them finishers because they're they're as important as his starting fifteen. The players that come off the bench, they're as the thing, important, and they might only play ten minutes at the end, but they the they, thing is we, they secure the win. So the thing is, we really say, does he want to be remembered for being a bit part player with England? Because he wants to play. The kid wants to play, doesn't he? Mate, mate, if he came off the bench and scored, um. Scored one goal and got in the World Cup every, final. Every in in the World Cup final with twenty minutes ago. It, it, which game was it? It was one of the extra time. Was it the extra time? Get yeah, it was um, the Denmark game. Didn't we bring him on for about twenty minutes? We bought Did him we? on, didn't we? Yeah, we bought him on. I, I, I remember we bought him on, with, um, and then we subbed him off. And it, it, we we bought him on for about a twenty minute period at the end. It might have been for like. Five minutes from the end of the, the full time, and then for the first half of extra time, and we, I was, I was looking around, and our mate Dan, Dave, and we, we were looking at each other, and the, the misses, and we were looking at each other again. What the, what's he done that for? And then we thought, do you know what? We've got the goal. We've got the goal. That's what we brought him on for to actually change the game. Why, why risk him? I think he may, he may have been on a yellow card. I don't know, but. Why risk it? Why risk getting him injured when he could be very useful for us in the final? So, you know, and he, he I'll remember him for that twenty minutes more than what I would if he played the whole game, because he mm. had that much of an impact for that twenty minutes, and he'll be remembered more for that. But 
Miles. Come in, Miles. Have you... <laughs> I, I, I want to I bring... Uh, I ain't saying nothing on Dyer. Um, I'm not being thrown under the bus again. Uh, <laughs> that was the other week with Waghorn. I ain't going into that one. Um, I want to bring Linda into it. Is Linda still there? She's oh, still yes, there. She's, she's coughing here. well. I'm still here. Yeah, Linda. Um, I mean, I just want to touch base with you on uh, that. Like the guys have been talking about their favourite country, favourite game, uh, and I and I and I know you go with Dave. I, I met you down at Wembley for the first time a, a few months ago. I don't go to many games at all. I just sit at home with my Sky remote or whatever, and I just watch it on the telly. I'm not, I'm not hardcore like you. I'm only with the city. But Linda, have you, have you got a favourite game that you've been to? Can't you hear us? Yeah. Oh, I think she's frozen. She's frozen. I don't think. CJ, um, where did it all start with you following England? What what was your first game you ever went to and how old were you? So, went went a bit here or there when when I was a kid, but um, I'd say like 20... I've always been an England fan, football, rugby, cricket, whatever. And 20, uh, what was it? 2012 went to the Euros, uh, went to the, the semi, they went to the semi, actually landed the day after we lost to Italy, which was great timing. And then um, enjoyed the tournament. That that game, it was nil-nil. And the, the only thing really you could remember from it was Spain were quite good, uh, controlled the game. And Ronaldo didn't take a penalty. So, um, because he couldn't, he, he was going to take the fifth penalty, and they'd already lost the pen shootout by then. So, um, then you had the Olympics after, and I thought, God, I love these events, and I want to go to them, and I want to watch watch my country, yeah. want to watch my lads playing them. So, um, a year later, I went to Kiev for the for the uh, the, the, the uh, I think World Cup qualifier. And then there wasn't another away game until Switzerland the year after that. And since that Switzerland game, I think I've missed, I've missed one away game, which was the next one, because I didn't get a ticket. So and I've just loved it ever since. Just so much, probably 20, 25 countries, something like that. And maybe 28, 29 away games or something in that time. But it's, I've, I've just loved every minute. And I'd say to everybody, you've got the chance to do it. It's not a cheap hobby, but God, there's fun. You could spend more on a Friday and Saturday night, um, you know, um, on on the town. You know, you, you could, you really could. So um, just look into it. If you if you ever fancied it, just look into it. And Dave touched earlier on the camaraderie. There's there's a few like unwritten golden rules. Just effectively, there's a spare seat at somebody's table, even if you don't know them. Go over to them, talk to them. It's probably yours. Those lads you've never met before, the end of the day, if you can't get into your hotel, you've lost your keys, it's midnight, the whole reception's closed, you could just walk up to most ta- most tables of lads or, or girls and just say, look, look, guys, this is the situation we're in, can't find me mates, you know, if you've got a floor I can kick on, and they'll they'll probably give you a sofa or a bed to sleep on, do you know what I mean? And there's always a 20 euro note in their wallet just in case you lose yours. You know, and you should yeah. be the same the other way around. It's like, it, it should be like, it is like that to an extent with club level, 
but international level goes a little bit further because effectively you're not just spending an afternoon with these people you, you're virtually living with them you know for a few days here and there um and yeah what what dave said earlier the camaraderie and the way you come together and you meet people like met a lad in russia alex from barnsley who's a lovely lad and met his mates through him and they were at my wedding you know last year so um Within a day of meeting him, he was on the train with us going to Samara um, and staying in our room. So, do you know what I mean? It's just these things, it's just brilliant. It's just the way how you, the, it's fantastic. It's best. I wouldn't say it's the best hobby in the world, actually, because I think what the Barmy Army do, I'd, we go to great places, but I'd rather spend six weeks on a beach in Barbados than uh, three days in Vilnius and, you know, in, in the Eastern Europe. But it's still, it's still up there with one of the best. Brilliant, brilliant. And I think Linda's back now. Are you there, Linda? Linda, Linda's back. I now. am. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, so Linda, I, I asked you, I says, um, so you, you go with David. Um, I mean, for you, what, what, what's what been your favourite game? Berlin. I love the stadium. The Olympic Stadium. Loved it. Yeah, and um, and is um. How did you get into it? Did, did Dave drag you to the England games or did you follow England before you, you married to Dave? And, you know, I mean, no, Dave you got me. into football with David or did David drag you? Dave dragged me to England, but I've always been football. Yeah. Always, well, always football. No, 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 no. Nuneaton. Nuneaton Boa. Dave dragged me to Cove because I... Kicking and screaming, I'm not going to carve, I'm not going to carve. <laughs> <laughs> Never look back. Two games and I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I mean, um, I mean, obviously, obviously, every time I see Dave, you, you're with him, and you know, you have you have some good cracks. I mean, is is there uh is there any like cov game that you've been to that? has been probably your favourite, because I know you go to quite a few, don't you? And sometimes you're working, sometimes you're not. But is there a favourite you've ever been to? No, not really, because I don't remember games. I'm not very good. I'll, I'll remember odd bit. Remember but... anything? <laughs> a lot yeah. of them I don't want to remember. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this is true. But then again, nobody's ever died for a football game. <laughs> and then during the Euros... During the England Euros, um, what, did you go to any of those games? Yeah, we missed one. We missed the the one in Rome. The only one we missed. missed that one. Yeah, she was Makera. She was Makera Miles. <laughs> it's got a bad leg. I, I was in. I was in. This is true. I was in. Yeah, you were. Well, where are you, Dave? I was in a medical boot because I ruptured my Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> so she was my carer. He was running around trying to get tickets changed and getting his moved <laughs> where it was accessible. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy the Euros. The only one I didn't enjoy, particularly, was the final. And I hated the final. Why, why was that? I hated all the aggro. Didn't like it. It was horrible. Yeah. What, with the England fans and things outside and stuff? Well, they weren't England, England fans. I'm not saying they're England, England fans. fans. Yeah. They weren't yeah. England fans. They were just morons, mate. Yeah, what happened then? Well, 
What did I think, it, I think everybody knows what happened. I mean, when we left, the, we actually went up to the stadium and we were stopping at the hotel at the bottom. Yeah. And it took us, what's that, a 15 minute walk? It took yeah. us three quarters of an hour to an hour to get up to the stadium. I was going into the stadium and they were telling me I was got a screenshot of a ticket when she just watched me open the app. It was just, it was just it was just chaotic it was a nightmare, and then walking horrible. back down again horrible. Walking back down again was even worse. An hour and a half to walk down in the rain, in the rain, and 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 the beer bottles and the cans. Yeah, I tell you, I've, there's very it's I can't think of many times when I've been more embarrassed as I was walking out of that stadium, and just like being like. In, on, I mean, you think how long Wembley Way is. There was probably yeah. an inch of like various different fluids from various bottles and cans, just where it was just floating down, and you had to walk yeah. through it all. Um, I think I don't necessarily, yeah. Obviously, the people causing causing that that was that was a problem. But the FA, Brent Council, UEFA, they've got a, they could have sorted that. They they knew that that was going to happen. So yeah. in that case, why didn't they just call up a few skip companies and say, tell you what, we're not paying you for them. Deliver them on Wembley Way. You've got your logo and you've got your logo on them. Stick them there. And then it's somewhere for people to put the bottles and the rubbish and everything else. And that's that's what they should have done. And, you know, the end of the, that that may have actually reduced the 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 like the, um, the bad feeling I had when I was walking out of there because it's just horrible. Feet were stuck to the floor. Actually, it was raining. It was just just horrible. And it, you know, the, the 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 tube was. I mean, they, they. This is the other thing. They don't extend the tubes hours when there's a big event. No. When it goes to penalties, if you're you, some people in the queue that night didn't get a tube because the people at the back of the queue, probably the Italians celebrating, lifting the trophy and everything, they probably missed their tube. You know, they would they would have been some of the yeah. ones that missed their tubes. So. You know, it's just it's just a horrible day all round, really, wasn't it? It's just a horrible, yeah. and it was embarrassing. It really was embarrassing. And at the end of the day, I think it's right that we got we got a ban. What I don't think was, I think they they could have done something with regards to maybe um, the away members, because at the end of the day, we're we're police checked and everything else, so yeah. we're not going to risk our away membership. And you know, some the kid kids as well which they're letting anyway so they they could have done something but yeah and the end of the day as well it wasn't even an Eng, it wasn't an england fixture was it it was a uefa fixture and you yeah. saw what happened recently in paris that was another ua the highest profile game uefa have got after what we had last year it being and some of their some of the locals there were climbing over the gates and causing problems outside so it's going to be interesting to see whether France now get a behind closed door game because I personally hope they do because we got one so why shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. So, so do you think? So do you think that Euro then that that Euro final? I mean, it it was special for England fans, but do you think that what went on outside and you know what went on after and before is, is do you think that's the worst ever experience you've had at an England game to to Dave, Linda, and CJ? Uh. The, the worst experience. It, it, it was it was certainly up there. The Euros final was up there with the worst. Um, it was just carnage all the way through. It was just not an enjoyable day. 
think the worst, think the worst I've seen watching England was uh, was in Marseille when the Russians kicked off, because um, that was that was escalating all day. It was mm. there was a build up all day. You walk down the streets in Marseille and you could you could you could feel the atmosphere was building. And and you you've got to bear in mind, France was on high alert at that time um, because of because of the the terrorist attacks in Paris. So. So the the French police were they they were they were panicking big time, and they look seriously if somebody had let win they would have been in there, uh, and and they were they were spot on. Um, we got we're getting to Marseille on the train, and the platforms lined with armed police, and that's what it was like all the time that we were there. So that was probably the worst experience of of violence, because they were letting flares off and, and fireworks into the England supporters, then they charged. The, one of the ends of the stadium, and there was kids and young and women jumping over barriers to try and get away. And then you've got to come out and walk in the street after the game. That was certainly probably the worst. Um, but the Euro final, it was just like, just took the gloss off the whole tournament for me. The fact that, you know, we was, was there like, we was there the day before the final and you was, you was watching people having a great time. Fans from both countries mixing and having a chat, and then on the morning of the game, it just the atmosphere just changed totally. You know, we got up early hours early in the morning because we're excited. We went and had breakfast. We sat outside on the foyer of the hotel, and you could just see it unfolding. Eight o'clock in the morning, the trains were coming in, thousands of people pouring off the tubes, boxes and boxes and boxes of alcohol. And and the let flares off. And by like ten o'clock in the morning, Wembley Way was absolutely it was absolutely rammed. And Linda went to get a programme and she came back, she said, Dave, it's gonna kick off. Um but it was just the experience was was not good. I mean, we were fortunate that we got into the stadium before the actual charging of the gate. So we was actually in safe by yeah. that time. And then we hear about all the safe, trouble and we yeah. see the videos. Um but when we come out, it was just it was just like really scary. You know, I'm I'm trying to look after Linda, you know, to make sure that she's safe and I'm trying to keep myself safe as well. Because I'm and Linda's over. arguing with people like because she can't she can't get by people, they're pushing and you know, harassing everyone in and the street. Flags away. Um and ch- and chucking England flags away and burning them in the street. And it's like what? And these let me let me say categorically, right? The trouble at that Euro final wasn't caught by genuine England fans. It was organised no. violence. It was organised violence. But then, obviously, the the, the majority of uh, of the law-abiding England travel club members have to sit out a stadium ban because of that. You know, we get we get banned from one game because of somebody else's behaviour. I mean, it's not mm. acceptable. But as CJ said, it always seems to be that serious trouble like this is happening more and more at UEFA games and then UEFA ban everybody they they blame everybody else do you know what I mean they blame everybody else for playing the FA I mean and it's their event that that day in Marseille was I mean we were in the port area and we had effectively you can imagine it's a T an Mm. upside down T and like the the horizontal bit of the T um, behind you, you've got the port, so you can't go backwards. To your right, you've got a load of riot police with them um, 
firing tear gas <laughs> you can't go up there to your left you've got a left, you've got the same again and you've got a street and that street is down from the square where you saw all the russians coming through they were and basically a load we were sat there having a pizza in this restaurant next to this street and you just saw heard all this commotion and they're kind of running down and the load of lads covered in blood english lads covered in blood maybe in some um, locals actually as well possibly I don't know. but they, they're coming down there was kids there and everything horrible and then the next thing what the, the next thing was me and my mate jumped out thought god we're gonna go and help some of these people some of the lads were on the floor two paramedics propped up against the wall of the harbour just looking at this guy like flat out on the floor and we, this bloke came and picked one of them grabbed him by the scruff of the collar and said you're sorting him out and basically carried him and dropped him next to him because they just weren't interested that was the paramedics, let alone the police. So the lads picked up tables and chairs and they were throwing them and bottles at the, at the Russians and the Russians pushed, you know, went back. I mean, I'd already told uh, Hannah, the, the, uh, the wife, and um, just to get, get, in, get in the back. I wasn't bothered about the Russians attacking her. That, that didn't bother me. What I was bothered about was the tear gas because the, the, the French police were closing in on us with it. And I thought, I don't want, I don't want her and, or any of the, you know, kids or whatever involved. So she said, just get people in that bar. So they shut the door and me and my mate were then picking people up and, and, and what have you. But later on in the stadium, as, he, as Dave said, but two years later, I was sat there in a bar in Moscow. And well, I walked into a bar in Moscow and I was, I was on my own. And I just walked over to, walked over to the bar and these, these Russian lads said to me, Ah, you English? I was like, we we look English, don't we, when we're abroad? You know, you don't matter. You could wear whatever, yeah. You could wear you could wear a plain white t-shirt, a plain plain white shorts, and plain white tra- um, socks and, tra- and trainers. You look English. I don't know why, but anyway, and we um, so anyway, we, uh, they said you're English. I said yeah, yeah. I said drink, sit with us. I was like, right, okay. Well, I ain't going to argue with you because I mean, I'm I'm quite. I'm quite well proportioned. Uh, I'm quite wide, but I'm thinking, I ain't messing with you. So I, I went and sat down. I'm going to do exactly what you want. So I went and sat down. They bought me, bought me drink over. They said, food. And they gave me the menu and said, we buy. And they bought me this. They bought me whatever. I can't remember what it was I wanted. So they bought me that. Bought me drink, drinks. I tried to buy them. They wouldn't have it. And I got chatting to them. And they spoke like perfect English. So, okay, right. What's the, um, you know, what, uh, who do you follow? Uh, we're Spartak. We're Sparta at Moscow. I said, like, oh, right, okay. Um, he said, you, you're you in Marseille? I was like, yes. Yeah. We're in Marseille, running after you. And I was like, oh, right. He said, but don't worry, our job is different here. Our job is different this time. We, we're here to welcome you, not chase you away. So <laughs> it, it, it was bizarre. And you, you, you ask a few people that, you know, wow. you, you, you probably ask every fourth or fifth person that was over there, probably had a similar sort of story where they bumped into somebody thinking yeah you you know you've got you've got that tattoo on your arm your arm and it looks a bit mm, okay uh, but you you know you, you're now showing me where the stadium is like there was one guy in uh, in Volgograd that got on the metro he wouldn't even go into the game or I, know, I think it was the bus he got on the bus to show us where the stadium was and he, he was he was quite quite handy you know he looked quite handy and we were chatting to him and he he was, yeah, I'm a, I'm a football lad. He, he was saying to us. And he, he took us to the stadium. We said to him, um, oh, right, 
you know, oh, I'm going to go back now. I said, you're not going to the game? No, no, I don't have a ticket. But he was, he was showing us where to go. Do you know, do you know what I mean? It, it, was, it was a different kind of atmosphere out there. And you could tell that there'd been somebody, whoever it might be, I don't know, um, somebody that might be in the news, I'm not sure. But he's certainly were told to kind of, um, kind of tone it down, welcome the people, your job's different here. So, um, it, but as you said, that day, horrible, 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 horrible day in Marseille, horrible day at the final, but for kind of slightly different reasons. But going by worse, I think we could touch on worse feeling of leaving a stadium. It's probably the Slovakia when we played them in Saint Etienne, and we it was nil nil. We had about twenty five shots, but just didn't look like scoring, even though we had twenty five shots. Didn't look interested really. It was the game after the Wales game, um, and we ended up walking out of there. We thought we've got a week left. We've got a week now before we can play. Um, before we play around the sixteen, we didn't want Iceland because we knew what they were going to be all about. And what they did to us was exactly what we thought would happen. And then the other, yeah, Iceland. And then, yeah, that was bad. That, that, that they, those were two of the, only the three times I felt worse leaving a stadium than the other night. <laughs> um, I would say. The only, the only game that comes close to those three for poor performances as well is, is that nil-nil in Dublin in 2015. That was, that was dreadful. Awful. <laughs> And I know it sounds weird. Nil nil is well, two nil nils there worse than a four nil loss. Yeah, it it probably was. It was the game was that bad, and we at least at least we had two shots on target. <laughs> they were from John Stones, the centre half, but we had two shots on target in Dublin. No, I didn't have any of that. We barely we barely went over the halfway line. Yeah. Okay. Well. What I was going to ask you, or I was going to ask, I was going to ask everybody really, uh, players, what players would you add to the squad or players you'd like to come in that Southgate hasn't obviously maybe brought in? Uh, is there anybody out there or do you think he's got a good enough squad to, to go do one World Cup? Do you go first, Dave? Yeah, well, either. Oh, anyway, anyway. That's a really good. That's a really good question, isn't it? You know, we've we've seen you know, we've seen a lot of players over the last four games. Um, you put me on the spot there because I, I, I I'm not really I'm not really sure. I'm sure there's going to be I'm sure there's going to be somebody gets into the squad that's probably on the fringes at the minute. Um, yeah. Let's just start when he gets to September. He starts looking at the best side he can put out for the yeah. World Cup. Um, remember, we got we got we got Germany at home and Italy in Milan, so they're two massive games any day of the week, aren't they? So yeah. you don't want to go to Italy, you don't want to go to Milan and get beat by the Italians, and then you don't want to come to Wembley and get beat by the Germans. So look, Southgate has got to pick what he thinks is his strongest eleven for them two games for me. CJ might see things differently, but I think no, no, same, that, he, same. that he should be looking at putting a, a really strong side out there because they're the last two chances he's going to get before the World Cup. So yeah. you don't want to go into a World Cup thinking, what is my best 11? He needs to make up that before he leaves and then hope that he don't get a lot of injuries leading up to the, 
to to leave him for the World Cup. Um, only he knows that. Only he knows who he's going to pick. He sees those players more than me, I would imagine. He's got more dossiers on these players. He knows what their, their stats are as far as their, their sports science is concerned. So we'll know. He'll know in roughly in the back of his mind what 22, <laughs> what 23 he's going to pick. Um, and then we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Um, you, you see, you'll see the, the, the likes of Maguire in there and Bickford in there, Kyle Walker in there, Grealish, Kane, Sterling. They'll, they'll all be there. Um, Jude Bellingham, I would like to see go because I, I think I think I think he's a very good prospect. Still got a lot to learn, but do you know what? He's in a great club to learn, isn't he? Borussia Dortmund. If you can't learn anything from playing for a big club like that, you, you know you you're wasting your time. And 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 fair play to the kid. He's come a long way, hasn't he? From Birmingham City to Borussia yeah. Dortmund. You know you got Phil Foden. Yeah, you, you You've got to give Phil Foden a license to thrill. Because on yeah. his day, he, 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 he's a thriller, isn't he? You know, Sterling of late been very disappointing. Very disappointing. He's gone back to he's gone back to years gone by, I think, before he went Man City. Well, when he went to Man City. I think he's gone off the boil. Um, but that's my opinion. I can see see CJ, CJ <laughs> sitting there thinking, you know, I, I, I don't agree. And that's what football's all about. He's agreeing. Absolutely. Not to agree. um, yeah. We never fall out over it, do we? We might have opinions on players. But, you know, look, let's leave it to the Southgate. He knows he knows, he knows, knows the crack. As I said to you earlier, let's not panic. We've not had four. We've had four poor games. But before that, we were 22, 22, 22 unbeaten, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Look, let, let's just sit back. Three weeks off before the season starts, we sit here again. Let's look forward to pre-season. Get your tickets in for Leamington. Get your tickets in for Oxford and <laughs> Walpole, and, and and let's go again. And then when we get to September, and those Lingland boys go off to Milan, and then we go to head off to London to watch the Germany game. We're talking international football again, but you know. For me now, for me now, them games are gone. Doesn't matter what you think of them and how bad we performed or how badly the players performed and, and, and what people think of Gareth Southgate. Got three weeks off now where we can sit back, chill out, enjoy the garden, enjoy the beers. You know what I mean? Listen to Twitter, read Twitter, see what's going on at City. And then we go again, don't we? We, we, have, to, we have to go again because this is football is what we do. Football's out of life, isn't it? You know, yeah. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky, really, because I've got a partner that loves football as well. Because if I didn't, Same. I think I'd be, I think I'd be in a bit of a mess, lads. Do, yes. do you know what I mean? But, but I'm fortunate because <laughs> she just comes with me. She's been, when we when we're playing at the Rico or, or the CBS. She's my taxi driver, anyway. You know what I mean? So she lets me have she lets me have a few beers and then she'll drive me home and yeah. then give me the red card when I've had too many. <laughs> Uh, similar, similar, similar to Dave. Yeah. Come on, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, CJ. No, similar similar to Dave. I don't know where I'd be with, with without Hannah, my wife. She's 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 a diamond, and she's coming out. To, she goes to a lot of games with me. She's um, coming out to Qatar with me, and um, she flew she flew out to um, to Russia <laughs> to to have one for the one game, which is Belgium in Saint Petersburg, the third place game. 
Um, she flew out for that. Bless her. Um, and she spent, I think it was 20 hours on the trains. Um, she was only in the country about three days. Um, so it was, um, that was, that was something really for her, I suppose. But, um, and then, um, like, with, with our, our youngest son over there is going to be about nine months old at the time. So he's, well, well, you know, he's going to experience a World Cup. Obviously, he won't remember it, but you can always Ball, say. He, 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 he was at Big Weekend and he can always say his first gig was Jack Jones and Chasing Status. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's what he can say. So, um, But I, I think when it, when it comes to players, I think you've got to look at... Um, I th- you know the 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 one one I'm going to say that if if he plays like he did last season, you know put Dyer possibly, um, and to be honest, there's not many others that you you can you can say yeah, hundred percent. But Madison's obviously always I'll, I'll, the I'll elephant in the room. Would would you bring Madison in? Because a lot of people the problem say is, the, the, the issue is with Madison. Um, the issue is with Madison is that he. He has to play in a system that the only place really we could play him is in a system that we don't necessarily play. Mm. And maybe Southgate should have brought him in before. Obviously, there was a problem there a few years ago where he went home for one reason or another. Um, and, you know, it's a shame. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a cov, he's a cov lad. I want to see, see him play for England again. I'd love to see him go out there and, you know, whatever position he plays in, do fantastic. But I think it might just be a bit too late in the day now to bring him in when really we need to be trying to get a settled side and a settled squad. Um, but I wouldn't be against just taking it. I mean, obviously, we need to add, really, we need to add both of them, Shaw and Chilwell, into that, in, into that setup. That, that's the, the one area that you'd look at and you, have, you say, yeah, that's a weakness because we, I think we only had one left, left-sided wide defender, so to speak, which was, um, which is Justin. I think he's either left-sided or he can play there. Um, but apart from that, you know, there was nobody that could really play. There. I know Trippier's played there from time to time, but I think he's arguably, he's up there with James as our best right-back. So maybe I'd rather have him on the right, maybe. If we're going, for, if we're bombing forward, mm. uh, if, if we're more defensive, play James. But I think with regards with regards to adding other people in, I think somebody's got to have an exceptional start to the season for that to happen. Bowen has shown a lot, you know, in the last six months or so, and he deserves his place. I'd like to see him stay in the squad. But again, yeah. you can only pick twenty-three players, can't you? And three of them yeah. are keepers. So there's 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 two players per position, effectively. That's mm. all you can pick. Do you think we're missing um, a David Beckham-like player? I, 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 believe, I believe we are missing a David Beckham-like player. To be fair, mate. With the fair, ball in. Every, every team would be missing a David Beckham player. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's ever been anyone like him. There hasn't been since or before that. Um you can say other players as well. You know, are, are we missing a Cafu? <laughs> you know, are we missing? <laughs> are we missing a Gaza? Are we missing a Van Basten? You know, but yeah, I think yeah, we somebody like somebody like Beck. To be honest, it's like, I don't know the the player, the, the two players we've got that can ping balls into the box like that are Trent 
and War Prowse. And I mean, as bad as Phillips was the other night, War Prowse was worse. <coughs> the, the, the games, you know, I think it's difficult to judge players based on these few games because I, I know I know what you said earlier, Dave, but they are tired. They 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 are tired, and it, I, I do I do I, I'm just thankful <laughs> we haven't got the World Cup now because <laughs> I think we'd be. Forget about what we'd be doing. Forget about England. I think we'd be look, watching some atrocious games, awesome mad games. It would be like ten all, you know. So, you know, that's 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 what I think we'd be watching. So, um, but yeah, I think they, they, as I said, they are they were they were tied. You could see that the other night, and I think it's the case that Southgate just ran out of players. Yeah, I think I think Southgate wanted to try a few different plays, but I think he he, tried, he ran out because that Gallagher ended up playing. He just didn't look fit again. He tried, he was trying his best, and but you could just tell he just didn't necessarily look like he did. I know we were play, it was either Andorra or San Marino he played. I know we were playing against you know much lesser opposition, but he looked completely different to what he did there. You know, completely different. Um, so I think. Going going back to the adding more players in, I think we're going to be it's going to be difficult to add other players in. They've got to have an exceptional start to the season. Yeah, Dave. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I'll go along with what CJ says. You know, if anybody's going to force into that group of players at this moment, they're going to have to start the season really well. Um, we're going back to we're going back to left sided with Trippier, probably Luke Shaw, um, to give us a little bit of balance on that left hand side. Um, Trippier's done okay. I, I, I do like Luke Shaw. To be fair, I like Luke Shaw myself. Gives you that bit of attack mindedness down the left-hand side there. He defends quite well. Um, considering the injury problems that lad's had, I think he does exceptionally well. And I, I would love to see him back in there. The only problem, the only problem I've got is with the two fullbacks is they're not getting any younger, are they? You look at Luke. You look at Luke Shaw. You look at Kyle Walker. You know. The obvious right back would be Alexander Arnold um, to to get him in there. Mm. I, I think so. But if yeah. you're going to go if you're going to go tried and tested, you could be Carl Walker because Carl Walker. I, I don't think he's ever let us down. You know, he. No, no. I think he's he's no. steady like Luke Shaw. I'd go with Maguire. Who plays with Maguire in the back in the back uh, centre uh, centre back? Does he bring back Tyrone Mings? Does he bring back Mings and play with Mings? Does he bring put Cody in there? I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, if Dom, if Dom, if Dom or Rosie was English, well, you'd say get him in, wouldn't you? But it, it ain't happening. But look, let's let let's let's see what Southgate, Southgate comes up with. Let's trust him what he what he does, and let's hope that come November we're ready. And we hit the ground running, and we have a really good World Cup. Because seriously, if we don't have a good World Cup, <laughs> South Southgate is in a bit of bother, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he is, yeah. But let but let let's not let's not panic. You know, it's it's a long time now between now and November. Let's sit back, chill out, see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Here's one then. Here's one. So, what, what do you reckon to? Uh, Tom Glennon playing up front with Harry Kane and uh, Callum O'Hare <laughs> in the middle. No chance. <laughs> Do you know what? He, he had, um, I can't remember where I heard this now, but he, he 
it was around the time you know when Bielsa sent all his little spies out uh, to Derby. It was um, uh, Dawkins was was went with Grennan to Luton to do this like two page spread, and it was in like the Mirror or the other paper maybe that's got red on the top of it that we don't want to talk about. So it could have been in one. Of, it could have been that one. I don't know. But he was doing some something with it because he's a good player. You know what I mean? We saw that the other day. I mean that touch for the that took him past the defenders. Yeah, and got on him. Well, that touch was but he. It was in the run-up to when we played Luton. I think it was in when we were in League One. And Mick Harford was the manager. And he was watching him. And he saw Dawkins wearing a cough jacket. And he was like, what are you doing here? I think it is. This is like a Bielsa type thing. He's fine. He's like, no, no, no. I'm his manager. And it was like, oh, right. Okay. You know, I'll look after him. All right. Okay. And it got to the point where he was talking, talking to him as if he was like a footballer. And Mick, and Mick, Mick Harford was like, I need to talk to you then if you're his representative because I want to sign him. He didn't know who he was and he wanted to sign him and he said he will be in the squad against um, <laughs> against Coventry on Saturday. <laughs> so, that, that, you, know, he, he's, he, he's a, you know, he's a bit better than what we've got now. That's, that's in League One. Got, um... from, from, from people that have played with him and that I've spoken to, they said he's probably like a step one, probably maybe a step two, step three footballer. You know, yeah. conference north south, or the you know southern prem, northern prem, that sort of that sort of level. Very good footballer. So yeah, yeah. Now why not? He might have, he might have ran around yeah, a bit more the other night. So yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, uh, a, he's, uh, he's pretty intelligent, doesn't he? His 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 first touch is pretty good, and he's quite he's quite pacey, isn't he? But uh, yeah. I, I was looking, yeah. at, I was looking, I was look because when they said he was a footballer. He'd been a footballer before he took his career, and I was having a look. And he was a, he went to Luton, then he went to Northampton Town, and then he had a, he had a trial at Villa, and then Villa Villa let him go. So he's he, he's got something about him. It's like CJ said, he's probably Southern League Premier, Conference North, maybe National League. Who, who knows? Um, Levington. No, no, I think we'll give up. I think we'll give that one up for the uh, for the championship. No, he ain't, he ain't quite good enough. You know, he, he could he could be he, he could lock another Yakubu, couldn't he, in the championship? Well, you know what I mean? So anyway, did you pick your England eleven? Did you pick it, Miles? No, I couldn't. Listen, I'm not like you guys. I, I watch it on the telly. I, I couldn't pick my England eleven. If I was going to pick my England eleven, I think I'd go back a few years and pick, you know, the Gerrards, the Lampards, the Beckhams. I'd go back to that, but modern day, um, for cert for me in the modern day, I, I would <laughs> all day long, like you two have said, Foden, go out there, don't listen to anything I tell you, just go out there and play your game because that lad is just something special. He is, he is special. He's I think he's twenty one, isn't he? He's won. Uh, yeah, he's only just twenty one. Five, five uh, Premier Leagues, um, you know. 21 won all those Premier League titles, uh, FA Cup, um, League Cup. You know, that, that guy, for me, is he's another level, another level. And I, I, think, I think that when he plays for England, I think he gets hold back a little bit. I think you've just got to say to that lad, just go out there and do what you do. Grealish, I agree with you. You know, Grealish is, OK, you don't want him to be a super sub, but... I think he is a bit of a super sub. 20 minutes, half an hour to go. Bring him on. Just change it up a gear like he did against Germany in the second half. 
I thought when he come on in the second half against Germany, I thought he absolutely changed the game. And he, he really did. Uh, you know, looking Chilwell, I think Chilwell's such a shame he got injured last season. He he's one of my favourites, Chilwell. I think I think he he gets forward, he can cross the ball. Um Pickford, like you said, is a dead cert number one. I don't think anyone else can pip into that one. He's a different player when he puts the England shirt on. Um, and then, you know, Bellingham, going from Birmingham to where he is. I mean, come on. That is like that is like us going, I don't know, on when we were younger on eight grand, eight and a half thousand pound a year to now being on like one million pound a year. That lad has just gone from down there to up the scale, you know, to play for Borussia Dortmund, phenomenal. And then the mad thing about the Bellingham, rest of it. Hey, is, sorry to joke, sorry to joke, Miles. The mad thing about Bellingham, his brother's better than him, and he's like two years younger. Job is just unbelievable. Two, two, three years, he's going to be sat next to him in the squad. So, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be good. The Neville brothers, the Bellingham brothers. Why not bring it on? Yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, we've got some good youngsters coming through for the future, haven't we? And, that, and that, that's what it, that's what it's all about. Now, right, we are running out of time. I'm going to quickly ask you, CJ, who's going to win the World Cup? I'll <laughs> 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 put you on the spot. The, the end of the day, best team in the best team in the world is probably France. Yeah. After the, and you look where they are in the Nations League group, like like Dave said, you know, mirrored our results. Um, in probably a slightly easier group, to be fair. But I think I'd still say we're one of the favourites. I'd say us, Brazil, France, and then you've got the t- It depends how depends how Flick gets Germany playing really, because I think they yeah. they look quite good. Have it last year. Last year I know we won two 0 but. Havertz was brilliant that day. He's probably the best player on the pitch, and he can change a game. So um, Argentina might yeah. turn up, they might not, but they've got Messi's got a massive point to prove in that, hasn't he? And that they've got a lot of players that won't be playing again after that. So they, yeah. you know they probably retire at the end of that season. So, so it's going to be. I, I don't see Portugal or Spain. Uh, I just don't don't see it with them, but. Yeah, so I think it's going to be one of those four or five, really. And we, yeah. we, we've got a good chance as long as we, we, we our, if if our players are on song, we're going to be up there. Yeah, that's fair enough. Dave, I'm going to go. England are going to have a good shout if CJ says the same thing. Uh, where we turn up, uh, we've got a great shout if we stay fit. I'm going to go for the French. Um, yeah, the Germans never all the Germans out in a tournament, and I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Belgium as well because oh. I think they're, they're, they're. I think they're a good side. You look at the quality you've got in their side. You mm. know they've got to do it at some point, haven't they? With that, yeah. with that team, some, some it, point, the last two tournaments have said, "Oh, this is their last chance," and now they're saying <laughs> it again. This is their last chance. They've got Kevin De Bruyne. You know, it doesn't matter if you've got that one player. You got that look. Look! Look at look at the other night at Wembley with um with um you know Messi against the, Ita- the Italians. Doesn't matter what the Italians did that night. Messi was on it, and they were going to win. So, what every so often you get one player in a team that changes the game completely. And De Bruyne is that they've got a lot of good good players, 
but De Bruyne is that good, and he he could he could win those seven games on his own. So. Yeah, he can turn a game. It's like that, can't he? He's the sort of player to do that. Miles, who, who's your prediction for the World Cup? Who do, who do, who do you fancy? Well, obviously England. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's what my that's what my heart's saying. But probably head, probably head saying uh, being in a hot country. I'm probably going to be a South American team um, used to playing in the yeah, heat, humidity. Sorry. Yeah, it's going to be hot, so probably a South American team, to be fair. So there's only one, really, isn't there? That's, do, that's Brazil. I do think it's similar to our summer, I believe, over there around that time. Got like 15, 20 degrees at night, and it's, what, 24 yeah. now, you know. But yeah. anything up to about 30 in the day that time, you know, we have it like that, July, August. So, you know, but like you said, I, I do agree with the South American side. The other thing to look at it as well is a lot of it, like, you don't know. You could get a surprise, actually, now I think about it. Something like the Americans, who yeah. their season finishes a couple of months before. And if they if they just happen to have a few decent players coming through in the MLS, and they will have a couple of months off, and they've, they might have had a good season. And they, you, you don't know. You know that they, they could do quite well. And that's something that maybe it's a different thing for us. You know, We might actually do quite well, to be fair, because... We're in the middle of our season, and we've we've been saying yeah. quite a lot that you know, and twenty thirty could be then as well because I mean some of these, it's been suggested twenty thirty in South America is going to be November December just simply because of the other end of the spectrum it's like minus two in some areas of Chile and Argentina, um, uh, you know during June and July so it doesn't make sense to play it here uh, sorry play it there during our summer so you know it could it yeah. could fall into our hands then as well but. It, it, could, it could be for us. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, as you say, I mean, our players would, would be, you know, knocking through the league a little bit. But then you say about America, then they, they'll probably finish two months before. But if if I always say that we never get together early enough, I don't know what you think. Nobody I don't think we get together early Nobody, enough. Yeah. So maybe in America, if they've finished two months before, they might say, right, have a break for a week or two. Then we're all going to get back together for six weeks before the tournament. They've got time then to get together and sort things out. But Canada as it, well. It, it, I, I, one. Yeah. Canada, yeah. It, it it's wide open, isn't it? This year, I think this the way it's set up. November, our players could be really fit as long as as long as no one gets an injury between August the fifth all the way through to November. Um, and it. Same as other European countries, they'll be the same. You know, they'll be fit as well because they'll still they'll be going into their you know half well quarter of the way through the season. So it's anyone's to be fair. Uh, Hart says England, Ed says Brazil. Yeah. Lasted for me actually. When, now I mentioned Canada, luckily I'm not, not suggesting USA and Canada go and win it, but I can see them doing quite well. But with when it comes to Canada. Herdman, he'd be if I had to choose one guy to take over um, Southgate, it'd be in English. Some brilliant there. I can't see him leaving there because of 2026 hosting and everything else, and they're going to want to build up to that. But he's he's a guy I'd definitely be trying to get involved if we if we can get him in. Mm. Um, if set if the top when the time comes to Southgate. So yeah, interesting. Well, I, I'd go for France myself. 
I think France, and then possibly I'd probably agree with Dave. Probably a Belgium could be an outsider, um, and, and you can't never rule out the Germans. So, but yeah, I'm still thinking we've got a great chance. You know, <coughs> anything could happen, and it, you know, you get a bit. You, you need a little bit of luck in tournaments, don't you? As well, you need things to go forward. You, you know, maybe a referee decision, things like that, and it can change games. Have we all seen it in like domestic level? Referees change games decisions and. You might play well and, and, and get a player sent off and then the game turns head. So, you know, in a tournament like that, you do expect the odd, um, odd occasion when uh, things are maybe not going to go for you. So, uh, but yeah, I think England have got a good chance. Certainly semi-final, definitely. I think there's no reason why we can't get semi-final. Um, but I think France are looking good for me. Um, I'm saying possibly Belgium. Mark, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still there, yeah. Come on, um, then. Who's fancy? Um, yeah, I'd probably go, probably go France as well, to be honest. I think it's, 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 it's a tough one. I think I think we'll be there or thereabouts, to be honest. I think I'll be disappointed we don't get to at least semi-finals. But I think with England, it's, it's a mentality thing. I think that's, a, that's been the biggest problem of England over the years is, is we've got the talent, but it's how we can handle the, the psychological pressure. You know, you look at why why Germany won so many like you know, tournaments is because they've got that that strong mentality about them, and they've always yeah. been like that. The Germans, and I think that's saying there's always been a problem with English English teams in the past. But that said, I think I think we'll be there or thereabouts. Um, but I think you know, I think I just fancy the French. I think I think they're the best side. They've got the best players for me. But well, yeah. you know, I think I think it's a fairly open tournament. I don't think there's there's one clear favourite. I think. You know, on our day, we, we can win the tournament. Of course we can. There's no doubt about it. But the key words is on our day. You know, and that, that's the thing. Um, we've, we've, got got be, we've, got, we've got to be brave. I mean, yeah, I, I look at, to... we've, got, we've got to have that sort of cricket mentality now, you know, with McCullum and Ben Stokes. We need that instilled into our footballers now, that positive, <laughs> positivity, that no fear. And that's that's something we need to instill in our footballers. Is It's just go out there and just give it a go. We've got the talent. Knocking boundaries on one leg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we saw what the, we saw what the footballers did later on in the day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. yeah. So we need that. We need that kind of. Men- it's not. It's not. It's not. I know different sports, but it's all about men- mentality. And if you've got the right positive men- men- mental attitude in your head, then you can always. You believe. You can believe. You can be successful. So I think that's what England need. They just need a bit of a bit of um, positive men- mental um, attitude. I think is my my view. But yeah. I don't think we'll win it. But I think we'll be there or thereabouts. Well, that's fair enough. Well, uh, we've gone on a bit longer than expected, but we've all enjoyed it. We can stay all night and talk about football. I'm sure we can carve all England, but we have to come to an end at some stage. I want to thank everybody for their time tonight. CJ, thanks very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Miles, no problem. And, of course, Mark. Cheers. We'd love to get you on our Cough City podcast at some stage uh, before the season starts. If you want to come back on, talk Cough City, you're welcome. We do it on a weekly basis so you're welcome to come on thanks very much everybody and uh, you've been listening to sky blue fans tv england special and a bit of covers as well very good night to you all thank you cheers thanks cheers